So I'm sitting here with my dog, Arby's Ashes, and I have the, um, I, you know, I didn't want any like fancy urn or something like that because I scattered a lot of them. I scattered one on a an acacia tree, which is a tree they have in the desert here, and it's, I called it the Arby tree, and sometimes there's still sort of bone chunks in there, and that might gross some people out. It doesn't bother me, but it, it you know, I just got the urn. It's not even an urn. It's this plastic box, and it says, this holds the cremains of, in quotes, R.B. Date of cremation, July 3rd, 2008, Ames Diversified Services. It just sounds so clinical. First of all, cremains is a jargon amalgam that means cremated remains. And there's a couple of different kinds of cremation. I learned this. There's either private or individual cremation, which is what I did for Arby. And that's where they just have one dog in the crematorium and that's it. And then there's like semi, semi-private cremation, which sounds like a semi-private room with shared bathroom. And that's where they have four dogs or animals, each one in a different corner of the crematorium or however many it can hold. And then they cremate them and you get most of the cremains of your dog, yet it sort of mixes with some of the other dogs. So you're getting maybe, this is what a friend of mine said, 85 to 90% of your dog and then some of some other people's dogs, which really doesn't bother me. It's just damn ashes, but I just wanted an individual. I didn't want some other dog that I didn't know. And cremains are apparently, the way that they do it, I think, with people is that they just give you the ashes, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I didn't know this. I thought that the crutched up bones that I've got for Arby and my dog before that died, Felix, I scattered both of their ashes around my land here in the desert. What they do with dogs is they give you the ashes and they crush up bone because the bone comes in big chunks and they just put it in a box. That's cremains, cremated remains. Because I guess the bones are in too big chunks. I guess with people, they give you mostly ashes and then they give you any kind of dental work or a friend of mine said that her dog had an artificial knee, so she got that and that's why it was really heavy. But I think with people, the bones are so big that they freak out and they don't give them the crushed bones unless they bury them. They just give them the ashes so they can scatter nice uniform ashes around. I wanted the whole thing. I'm a little bummed because I thought, frankly, that that was the way that the cremation dealt with the body. I thought somehow it came out in these little pieces of bones, but I guess it didn't. But I wouldn't even mind dropping this thing. It is like really heavy. I mean, okay, I did, oh shit. Hold on a minute. And they put it in a Ziploc bag. You know, I sat there. I mean, I have Ziploc. Now, granted, it's the double Ziploc, which is a little more expensive, the gallon one. The one that you can't use, by the way, when you go on a trip on an airplane, you got to use the quart bag, and that's it, except I'm exempt because I've got all kinds of medication for my asthma and stuff like that, and I can just put it in a quart bag. But I, I don't know. They give you the date that he was cremated. I'd rather have the date that he was dead. And I don't know why they put his name in quotes, like Arby. It would be like, you know, William Bill in quotes. It is my dog's name. It's not a quote name. But, yeah, I still have a bunch of his remains. I guess what I meant to say was that 
I scattered some of the remains around my desert here, and my husband's out of town. I'm going to do the rest later. I scattered a whole bunch of them on this tree, like I told you I planted, that I rechristened. I don't like to use that word because I'm Jewish. I guess it freaks me out. I renamed the Arby tree, and then some of them, wait, that's, I got to close this thing. God, this is cheap. I don't know, somehow this Ziploc bag, you'd think they would have something else that would look better. All right, so then I put some of these in this little heart-shaped box that I bought from the Quechua Indians when my husband and I went to Machu Picchu many years ago for our honeymoon. And I thought it would just be okay there. Then I realized I had to seal it because every time I moved it, the ashes would come out. I mean, the thing about these cool little crafts that are handmade is that they're not going to be sealed, especially if it's a nice little box. So I had to put packing tape all over it, even though it's clear. Now it looks like total shit. It doesn't look cute anymore with the box. It's got little hand, excuse me, little hand-painted llamas and stuff like that on it. And then underneath I put Arby's Ashes, eight fifteen ninety five, which happens to be my sister's birthday. Isn't that sort of weird? Uh, to 6.30.08, which is when he died. I don't care the date of cremation. Oops, sorry, my water. Wow, that was like a half-gallon water bottle, too. That could have, like, really trashed all my equipment. So I have it here, and I don't know. Am I just going to untape it, or am I going to, so that it'll look cuter, or am I going to just keep it taped like this? And then I keep shaking it, and then before I totally sealed it, a bunch of his ashes came out, a couple of bone chunks, and they're sitting here all over my desk. I blew some of them away, but some are here. Ashes don't freak me out. I don't know. They freaked my husband out as soon as he went to pick up the uh, the cremains. That should be in quotes, not Arby, where it says here, here holds the cremains of Arby. You know, it should say date of death, whatever. It doesn't even have to say date of death, just the date. You don't see that in gravestones, do you? Oh, wait, I guess you do. It would say, no, it just has the two dates, right? So they should say August 15th, 95 to June 30th, 08. Shouldn't have the date of cremation. What do they have that on? You know, you know, do you see that when you go, when you go to cemeteries? I don't think so. So it's freaking my husband out. And I don't know, I guess maybe because his mom died when he was young and I think she was cremated, then she was buried, but he never saw me. And my dad died when I was young too. Big deal. I don't mean big deal. It is a big deal, but it's not anymore. You got to deal with it. But when they came, I was just, I don't know. I started putting them through my hands and I played with them and I had them on my hands. The ashes part, sort of baby powder. And the part that's just, the part that's bone, it's just crushed up. I mean, it is him and it isn't him. That's my problem with dealing with this kind of stuff. Arby, you know, I didn't want some kind of sappy Marley and me podcast about my dog, Arby. I've been an animal lover all my life. My dogs are like my children. I really don't give a shit what you think about that, but I guess I do because, no, no, I don't. Okay, let me explain this. I, I never was one of those people that felt because I don't have kids that I had to feel like, well, you know, I just want you to know that since I don't have kids, I really like 
children. What the hell is happening with my, hold on. What the hell is happening with this screwed up HP Office Jazz 4315 all in one? Hold on a minute. That was, I don't know if you heard that noise. I did. And since I'm ADD, I get really just totally distracted. I was going to turn this thing off and pause it, but I thought, no, I'm just going to do this totally straight. So I just wrote all these notes about Arby and how much I loved him and everything. And some of it was mushy, like a Marley and me. And, you know, I guess that is part of the reality when you really love an animal, but I'm just freaked out about a couple of things. Is it number one, ever since he died, it's been two weeks ever since I killed him. If you want to put it in the honest way without any crap, I haven't felt his presence. And I I'm just thinking, is he mad at me? Am I just foolish? I don't even know, you know, my best moments. I feel, yes, there is something out there. You know, when you look at the miracle of birth or somebody like me who's really into nature and you go, look how everything sort of fits together and works together, even the least of things. I think that's a biblical statement. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? You have to understand and know, just know intrinsically that there's something out there. But then in my worst moments, I just, I get really, I, I start getting, is it nihilistic or nihilistic or I don't know, probably agnostic. No, wait, agnostic is God is dead. Atheist is there is no God. I don't think I'm either one of those or any of those. But in my worst moments, I just feel, okay, what if it, this is all there is? I mean, not that that's totally original. Of course it's not. It's the kind of existential stuff that anybody would think about, and it's the kind of existential stuff that certainly I thought about when I would started getting stoned at 14, and I used to talk about it, and then I realized that at 51, it's just coming full cycle, and I'm starting to think about the same existential or philosophical issues and questions that I thought about when I was a kid I'm just thinking about them in a more not jaded way wiser way I don't know just because you spend time on this earth doesn't mean that you're wise just because just by virtue of living if you're really stupid that could also mean that you have not picked up a thing that's why I do not believe that I should respect older people just by virtue of their age. I will help older people. I'm one of those nice Girl Scout type of people that will open doors for anyone of any age and certainly help old people. And if somebody is handicapped or something and needs some kind of help, or if they're old, I'll help them with the groceries, open doors for them, ask them if they need help, that kind of thing. But I will not respect somebody just by virtue of the fact that they've spent X number of years on this earth because there are some people that haven't learned a fucking thing other people really have picked up things from the many decades in which they've lived those people i respect how do you tell the difference i guess you got to spend time with them so my theory is just be nice to people originally that are old and then once you know them you don't have to respect the ones that are just either stupid or just clueless and haven't picked up anything. It doesn't mean you have to treat them with rudeness. It just means you don't have to hang out with them. I don't know how I got off on this total tangent. I took all these notes, and I'm going to tell you about Arby, but 
I think the first thing that I mentioned, not the first thing, but I got before I got off on the tangent, I was talking about how I felt guilty or maybe I wasn't. Now I am. I'm talking about how I just, I, oh, I know what it is. Okay. I can always find my tangent. I told you that that's one of my gifts. All right. I was talking about how I was upset that I haven't felt his presence or I haven't dreamed about him and that I wonder if he's mad at me. And then that's when I got into the, you know, is there a God? Is there not a God? Is there something after? But then with nature, you got to feel something. But the other thing is, is that I go in and out of um, grief and just feeling guilty. Feeling guilty that I don't feel guilty a lot of the time. Feeling guilty that I'm not as devastated two weeks down the line as I thought I would be. Because for me, I think I expect emotions to go a certain way, whether it's with death or a breakup or just something minor. And I expect emotions because I tend to think in black or black and white. I expect emotions almost to be graphed. You know, they're going to be really at the top of the graph the day that I put them to sleep. And then they're going to go downhill and downhill and downhill, you know, pretty fast because, okay, I'm over it. But I've just been doing all this busy work. That's the thing. I've been keeping busy and busy and busy and busy, and I wasn't allowing myself time to grieve. So, and, and I'm one of those people that has an ordered life. I get up, I brush my teeth, I take whatever medicine or supplements I need to take, I do my coffee, I take some bran. Bran is always good. Um, I sit down with a cup of coffee, I read the news on the internet, I do blah, 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 that's how my day goes. So, I guess I almost thought that, okay, well then, here's the time for whatever. Here's the time to have the coffee. Here's the time to brush my teeth. Here's the time to play with my other dog, Jingle, for a little bit. And she's been such a comfort to me. Believe me. As Dave Barry said, you get that emergency backup dog. Wow. That's so much better than having no dog after your main dog dies. So... I thought I would just, okay, you know, this time every day or for a few minutes, then I have my little time for grief and then that's it and then I move on. It doesn't work that way. It works in, the, in a cycle. It works in a, within a duality. It works within all that kind of stuff that I really haven't thought about a while with the depth that I probably should have thought about it because I really rarely get stoned anymore. Maybe that's it. And then the whole idea of meditation, which I've gotten back into and try to do, is that, well, of course, you can try to understand these things and just don't worry about them too much because they're all there. You're supposed to be able to do that without getting high. I don't know. All I can tell you is this. My dog is dead, and no amount of clonopin or antidepressants can change that. It was my first time killing a dog Again, essentially, you can call it whatever the hell you want. You can call it euthanasia. You can call it putting down. You can call it putting to sleep. It all sounds pretty, doesn't it? And you say that it's kind. It's the right thing to do. It's the compassionate thing to do. And yeah, I know it was. But it's still, I killed my dog. I killed him with kindness. I killed him because of kindness. Whatever the hell it was.